The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 139. Talk about sales call mastery with Carissa Wu. Carissa Wu, founder of Heck Yes Media, is a business and sales coach who helps wedding photographers grow their business to six figures. As an award-winning wedding photographer with over 10 years under her belt, Carissa has developed and is ready to share her signature framework, which guarantees constant leads, while her proprietary sales call formula is proven to close the client within 24 hours. Carissa is here today to spill the tea on that and so much more. So grab your coffee or your tea and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your girl, Renee Dallow. I'm here. I am caffeinated and I am joined <laughs> by the lovely Carissa Wu. Carissa, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. It's. Uh, I was joking with Carissa before we started that this is earlier than my my normal like roll out of bed at 9 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, it's early. So I'm caffeinated for you. So it, who knows what might happen? It might go wild. I'm just going to say it right now. Thank you for getting on early with me. I'm going to um, I'm going to Disneyland today with my kiddos. Hey. Well, you know what? I'll listen. If it's in support of a Disneyland day, I'm here for it. I'm I love Disneyland. Like I know a lot of people in Southern California can claim this, but even before I lived here, I didn't need like the map to know where I was in Disneyland because I had been so many times. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I kind of know my way around too. For people who don't live in California, you're like, that's not much of a brag, Renee. It's very small. It is very small, but listen, <laughs> it's the little things. So we are not here to talk about Disneyland, although we could probably do a whole episode of that about that, right, Carissa? Um, <laughs> we are here today to talk about mastering the sales call, how to get a heck yes from dream clients. And you know, Chris, I don't know if you know this, but from a planning perspective, I have a lot of opinions about the sales calls. So I am very excited to hear from your from your perspective, you know, what you think makes a good sales call. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to talk about it. It's my it's my thing. <laughs> I love it. So so your first talk, your first like point here is what we've been doing, right? Small talk. Yeah, you are really good at it. Like I try to I listen to your podcast a lot. I'm like, dude, you're really good at it. I just I don't know how you're so good at it. You just make people feel really comfortable right off the bat. But I'm not well, as good as nice you, you. But yeah, it's definitely important to make the um, potential couple feel very comfortable right off the bat and just know that like, you're human, they're human, and you're just basically getting to know each other. Yeah. Do you have any like go to questions that you tend to ask at the beginning? Um, yeah, just like, <laughs> how was your day? Yeah, no, that's, a, I mean, listen, that's a good one. Although what if they say like, this has been a shitty day, then what do you do? You're like, well, I hope it's getting better now. Ugh. 
if they're that open to say that, and I'm like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> That's right. Well, you're so sweet that I feel like they'd be like, I'm going to tell you everything. With me, they're like, what's her deal? And I have to like, I think I'm good at small talk because I know how I come across to people. And so I want to like put them not at ease, but I want them to know that like, this is a safe space. <laughs> you can say whatever you want here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like um, small talk is an interesting thing. It's kind of like you just have to say whatever is on your mind and like not really think about it. So it's like, a, I think you are like the master at small talk, but it took me a while. Um, <laughs> I was a little bit awkward, um, you know, talking to being in business, you become more extroverted, but I was like, I used to bomb sales calls or like go to meetings and like cry after because it was so uncomfortable and you just like felt the vibe like really bad. And yeah, after a while, like I just talked to thousands of brides and I, I kind of got over it and you kind of just want to get to know them, break down walls. Yeah. Well, I love what you said too. It's like, you've talked to thousands of couples, right? So like, even if at the beginning, if someone's listening and they're at the beginning of their career and they're like, man, I suck at this. It's like, it, it will get better. You just have to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I talked to, I'm, I'm all about like the love story, like genuinely, that's why I'm in the business for yeah. so long, but like even at bars or like random parties or like barbecues, I'm just like, what's your love story? You know? Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question to start with because at least it gets people talking about something they know. I think so many times couples come into a sales call with a wedding pro. I mean, I know I see it in my clients. Um, they ask like, what should I ask? And it's like, just have a conversation. Like you don't need to ask anything specifically. Like there isn't a set list of questions I want you to ask. I want you to know if, if you vibe with this person. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's a great starter conversation. Like tell me about you guys. Like how did you guys meet? It's such a simple conversation that opens up the whole conversation. Yeah. I love that. You know, what's funny is I actually do kind of the opposite of you is that I kind of start with like I think I start every consult call by saying, okay, here's what I already know about you because they filled out a contact, a contact form and I don't want them to, you know, have to repeat themselves. Cause a lot of times when I'm meeting with a couple, I'm like, do you have a date? Do you have a venue? Like wh where are we starting from? Uh -huh, so uh -huh. I make them go through like a ton of logistical questions. And I preface it by saying like, I don't need you to have all the answers here. I'm just going to ask you a ton of questions. And then like, once they've been talking for a while, I'll say, how long have you been engaged? How did you meet? I, you know what I always ask too, which is a really like, I think potent question for my couples uh -huh. is that I say, how long have you been engaged? And then they tell me, and I say, who proposed to who? And were you surprised? And I say it even to my Ooh. heterosexual couples. And uh -huh. sometimes like they just, they giggle, but I'm like, that's a real question for me. Like I've had, I've had many couples where the groom was not the one who did the proposing. Right. And so it's yeah. like, it's just, I think an interesting question. And it kind of makes them really think about like, oh yeah, my, this isn't like an assumed situation here with this planner. Yeah. I think it just kind of sets me apart slightly from the yeah. rest. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like a sharpshooter too, just because I've been doing this for so long. So I kind of say like things to make them kind of chuckle a yeah. little bit. Um, I think it's kind of funny because I like to amuse myself. So I'll just kind of like dig deep really fast. Like me and my husband were in Denver last week and we had like this nice couple sitting next to us and I was just asking all these like really deep questions and my husband's like, stop it. Like, <laughs> like but were they responsive to you? Cause I think yeah, they want to talk. Like, they loved us. Like, Oh, are your parents still together? And like, tell me about your siblings and just really deep. And I was a little, you know, drunk, but I just, <laughs> you know, I, I'm genuinely like interested. And now we're like, we're really, 
I think we're going to be lifers. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But that not that the thing, though? And that's such a good point of what you said is that, like, you're interested in people. And I think that's the key mm. to a good sales call is you have to be interested in these people that you're hopefully going to serve. And if you're not, like, if you get that, like, pull in your gut where you're like, I do not care about this couple or for whatever reason, the vibe mm -hmm. is off. Like, that's something worth looking at as well. Um, at least it has been for me. Yeah. I mean, I want to vibe with them too. I'm spending so much time with them and, you know, some people it's very rare, but I don't vibe with them. And I'm just like, oh, this is just going to be kind of awkward and uncomfortable. And they're just gonna be asking for like random things, a whole like journey. So I'm just kind of like not into it. So I'm interviewing yeah. them just as much as they're interviewing me. Yeah, absolutely. So your next tip is to ask powerful questions. I want to know what your powerful questions are. I ask powerful questions along the whole journey um, through the call, like a 30 minute call, but I ask photography related questions like, what are you looking for in a wedding photographer? And just stuff like that. Like, have you been in any like wedding parties? Like what have you liked or disliked about the photographer? Some people are so chatty that you don't even have to keep asking questions. They're just going to like yeah. talk. Some people you have to like, you know, pull teeth and just ask like really powerful questions. And yeah, I kind of sense from that, they'll say, oh, you know, like I was in a wedding party and the photographer didn't give us some, enough direction or we didn't have enough time for photos. And then um, I kind of like, you know, listen really well. I'm just like, oh my God, like I give really good direction. Like that's my expertise. I was a dancer my whole life. So I know how to like pose and make you have like a flattering chin and arms and waist and uh, yada, yada, yada. So um, yeah, I, I brag about myself a little bit, but not to the point where like it's annoying, but I'll give little like funny anecdotes like, oh yeah, this mom like pulled me aside last week and she said, wow, like I really know what you're doing. Like you're really directing the wedding party and the family the whole time. Like that's really cool. And it's kind of like a cool compliment that someone gave me, which is true. And then the couple is like, oh, this girl like knows what she's doing. Yeah, I love telling stories too. I feel like that's a way to brag on yourself without actually having to brag on yourself. You know, you can, you know, like it just depends on what the, what the conversation is, but I feel like it behooves us all to have these like small little anecdotes, these little things that were said, these little stories that you can just relay that put you in a good light, but doesn't necessarily isn't like, so I've planned 300 weddings and I'm a mate. Like no one wants to hear that, but the fun little stories are really enlightening. And that's what I think they'll remember more than like, oh, this woman can stop talking about herself. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I had this conversation with my student i'm a coach and she says she just shot this gala last week and she was giving like everyone different compliments like it was like hollywood glam theme so she's like oh wow like where did you buy your hat blah 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 and she said she remembers someone giving her this very specific comment and she'll always remember him for that and he said that you have the cutest freckle pattern i ever seen in my life and i was like what I was like, that's such a good, unique like compliment, but she'll always remember it. <laughs> that, that's a great compliment because it's not like, it's such a specific thing, like you said, and it's also probably maybe something that person was like, oh, I hate my freckles or, you know what I mean? It's like something that you, that maybe often isn't often complimented. Yeah. Yeah. Like my videographer, he gives like the most really awesome compliments. He's like, you have a really good like clavicle bone or like, yes. neckline. Yes. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I was getting photos taken a couple of weeks ago um, by Justin McCollum in New York. Uh -huh. And he's, he was directing me and he yelled out, yes, cheekbones. And oh, I, 
I did exactly that. I literally squealed and started laughing because first of all, no one has ever complimented my lack of in my in my estimation cheekbones and second of all it was such a funny thing to hear while i was like trying to like hold my head the certain way with my chin you know what i mean like you're trying to do all the things and he's yeah. like yes cheekbones and I, for the rest of my life if i ever need to giggle i'm gonna think to myself yes cheekbones oh it was very God. funny i love it yeah those fun compliments like i remember on my wedding day like the photographers she's actually on my podcast today sun and sparrow but she was giving me like all these compliments in the morning, her and her sister. And I'm just like, I felt like a freaking like goddess. So it was just like, keep it coming, girls. Like, I love it. Yeah, because I think we forget. I mean, I don't forget because I get my picture taken often enough and I don't like it, which is why I do it. Right. But I think we forget our couples come into this experience, like not really expecting that part of their day is literally going to be modeling <laughs> for, yeah. for, better, for better or for worse. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. When you ask your potential clients, what are they looking for in a photographer? Do they often have like answers at the ready or do you have to kind of like get it out of them? Yeah. Some people are very specific. Like I've heard really random stuff like, oh my God, we like hate detail shots. And I'm like, whoa, that's like the first, <laughs> like we rather focus on like the family and photos of us. I was like, okay, noted. And some people are just you know, very generic, like we want like photojournalistic shots, you know, very candid, we're awkward, we're not models, we're like, you know, we're uncomfortable in front of the camera. So someone to guide us. And, you know, obviously, that's like the most standard answer. But some people will be very specific, like, we like, love photos. And we're like, super Instagram people, and we want photos for the gram. And so every answer is like a little different. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they have answers, though, because I feel like some of my clients are are more on the Renee, what do I say? You know, what do I say to these people? And, you know, for any wedding planner listening, here's a little hot tip when it comes to photography meetings. And, and this might just be me. So Carissa, you tell me if you see this, but for my full planning clients, I generally go to every meeting, right? When they're booking vendors, like I'm in every meeting, except okay. I stopped going to the photography meetings like years ago, because what I want is I want my clients to get to know their photographer in a very like real way, right? I want them to have a connection with them that has nothing to do with me mm. because you're going to be with them and I'm not around on the wedding day. And I started getting feedback from my clients where I would say afterwards, like, how did that go? Did you like that person? And they'd be like, they seem nice. And I would, and I would, you know, kind of be like, oh, I thought they were great. And they're like, well, they're, you know them, you're friends with them. They're, they're great mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a problem. Oh. So do you get a lot of planners coming to your consult meetings? I think it's a never, but some people want the planner to be on the call, like before the wedding, like the week yeah. before the wedding. And not I actually I do. don't like it because no. I'm like, I rather just have the personal relationship with them and not yeah. have the planner ask me like, all these questions because for me it's just like i know i'm gonna do my job like yeah you know like i i know the shot list like you know i i look i know what to look for like i have good you know instinct about the wedding but it's like i just want to know the couple and like our relationship is kind of like our relationship not just no i agree the planners you know like detail like i don't have to know every detail about the wedding like everything's no. like photography related so yeah yeah i agree with that I agree with that. I mean, I like going to the last call just to be there to take notes and like tweak the timeline based on what the photographer needs. But no, I mean, getting on all those extra calls at the end doesn't make any sense to me. All right, back to the sales call. So we did small talk. We're asking powerful questions throughout. And now one of your points is album viewing. Tell me about that. Yeah. So everyone, if you're a wedding photographer, you should have like a good wedding under your belt, hopefully. If you don't, second shoot. 
So pick your favorite wedding and make a beautiful album, screenshot it, and then I put it in like Canva and I just do like a screen share from Zoom. And yeah, I kind of walk them through the day and ask them photography related questions. Like, are you doing first look? Like you guys are big dancers, you know, tell me about your wedding party, stuff like that. And basically like their whole like wedding should unravel like through the album and they should really like see themselves through like the the wedding I'm showing them. And it's awesome. They get to be like, oh, that's what we get at the end of the day. And it's awesome. So do you think that that process of showing it in the consult actually helps you sell more albums at the end or like through your packages? Yeah, I kind of give that whole like album speech, like you have to have the album. You're never going to do it yourself. It's no, it's no Shutterfly. Like I know your wedding better than anyone. And yeah, like after the wedding, you guys get so busy and I've had so many people come to me like through whatever Google and they're just like, oh, can you make me a wedding album? I didn't shoot their wedding, but then I'm like, no, I don't do that. But they're like, oh, I wish I got the album. I'm like, yeah, like it's your freaking biggest of your life. Like get the album. (laughs) I tell, listen, I tell all my clients to get an album because I'm one of those assholes who didn't. And I've been married almost a decade and we Uh still don't have an album. Although Uh to be fair, pre-pandemic, I did reach out to my photographers and I was like, hey. I'm, I'm going to do an album for our anniversary. And they were like, let's do it. And then the pandemic hit. And I was like, uh, we'll deal with it later. <laughs> well, because because you're super cool and you're my friend and I'll make your album for, for you. Aw. Yeah, just send me your gallery and I could wake up <laughs> in about two hours. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. But listen, wedding, wedding, wedding pros that are listening, the album is important. And like, do your photographers a solid and help them sell those because you also want them to have an album. Because then every time someone comes over at their house and like, well, let me see your wedding album. They say, oh my God, who was your wedding planner? And you're like, ah, yeah, I mean, my know? wedding album is so dope because I made it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So it's like 25 spreads, like super crazy awesome. I love it. I love it. So after you do the album viewing, uh, one of your other tips is to ask rapid fire questions, which sounds intense and I want to hear more. Let me just back it up one little step. Yeah. Um, you have to sh- like share your deliverables, like your, your package and yes. a little bonus first. It doesn't matter like how much you charge. It just, I think people like bonuses. So make it all like three tiered package and the middle one, the most desirable and really hype it up. You know, 99% of my couples get this because yada, yada, yada. And then at the end, I'm going to give you a big bonus if you, you know, book on the, this call or blah, blah, blah. So like, yeah, tell them what they're going to get, like the turnaround time, if they're going to get sneak peeks right away, um, if you color correct, if they're high res. I always say like little funny things like I don't hold your your photos for hostage. Like there's a lot of other <laughs> photographers. I used to I say the that. line like, oh, I'm like a monkey. Like I'm like going in bushes and they're just like a little chuckle like, ha ha ha, you know. Um, <laughs> it was true. I used to be kind of a maniac. Now I'm super chill, but I'm just like, got it. You know? <laughs> But before I was taking like 10,000 photos. Um, but yeah, so yeah, tell them the, the, the deliverables. And then your question was rapid fire question. So after you talk about money, of course, the energy is a little bit lower. So you want to pick it up and be like, all right, can I ask you like fun, like rapid fire questions? And they're like, sure. And I say like, who kissed who first? And like, what's your favorite like pandemic hobby or... What's your favorite superhero if they're into like Marvel? Because my clients are kind of dorky. And, <laughs> just, 
yeah, like just anything that they said, like, oh, you said that you got proposed to in Hawaii, like, tell me about your trip or anything like that. And yeah, it's just super fun. And then I asked this question. I'm just like, I feel like we're like connecting really well. And this, this question is kind of deep, but what do you guys love most about each other? And then they're just kind of like taken aback because they never answered that. And they say it and I have both um, people, both of the couples say it. And yeah, it gets very deep and very emotional and we're just crying and just so happy and our hearts are really warm. I like that. I like that you take it away. I mean, because when we talk about money on calls, I mean, for, I don't as a planner, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other Oprah. I understand though, for photographers who have like set packages, like this is the price is the price, right? So I like that you bring it back from the money talk, which people have feelings about, you know, to like more easy to answer questions seemingly, and then hit them with the hard one, right? Or not a hard one, but like a vulnerable one. And yeah. I think if they can be vulnerable with you, I feel like you're you're going to get the sale then. Yeah, I was just thinking about it because I, I coach a lot of students and they get really in their head like, oh my God, like, can I go up like $500? And I mean, it's not really about that, like $500 or $1,000. It's just about like, obviously you have to have a pretty stellar brand and portfolio, but it's about this sales call, like breaking down the walls and just having like a connection. Because if you have that connection over someone else, then you're going to get the sale because they want to know that they could trust you. And through this call, like, yeah, they feel like they vibe with you. Like you're going to take care of them. You're the leader in their industry. You, you listen to them, you understand them. And yeah, you're going to be like the go-to photographer. And I think too, with the questions you're asking, you make it, you know, less like transactional, right? Like you're not, you're not like, this is what it costs and I take your photos and here's what you get. And that's how I do it. When you're asking the personal questions, either even subconsciously, they're getting the sense that like, oh, well, Carissa cares about us and she's going to do, she's going to like, you know, mold her process to what we want. Like, and it feels like a relationship and not a transaction. And that's the whole point of the sales call. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Well said, like always, um, I was thinking about like recently, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking like, why do I like hire my facial person or like my eyelash girl or my hair salon person, my hairstylist? It's because like I have this like relationship with them and they're good at talking and they, they listen to me and I feel like I could like text them if I have a like a question and they're going to answer. So I'm like, I feel like if my couples have a question about, hey, like, where should I buy like my presents for my, my bridesmaids? They'll, I'm like, I'll tell them. I'm, I always tell them like, Hey, like you could text me anytime. Like if you text me at like one in the morning, I'm not going to respond, but you can still text me. <laughs> <laughs> boundaries, like, y'all boundaries. Like later. And I know that's like my money coach a long time ago said like, do not text, do not text. Like you have to be like in, in power, but I'm such a texter. So Oh, you know what? Let's let's talk about that for a minute, because I've also changed my stance a little bit on texting. So if anyone's been a longtime listener of this podcast, you've heard me at leak year one being like, absolutely no texts. Here's the thing. I text. I think the pandemic softened me a little because now I'm texting, not with every client, not all the time. But if it's like I have a quick question or something has happened and we need anything that has to happen fast, I will mm -hmm. likely send a text that's like, hey, florist couldn't get those white ranunculas what we have cream thumbs up and they'll say thumbs up and then we're done and i don't have to wait six hours for them to get mm -hmm. to their email yeah. and is it is it perfect no but i'd much rather have that quick interaction and get something back into momentum than to not right i mean to be fair my clients don't 
they think they know better than to text me like after after they think I'm, you know, after office hours or after they know I'm asleep. I like the fact that they feel like they can text me. Yeah. Which I never used to say before. Yeah. So I guess I forgot to mention when I get the inquiry, I have like a basic form too. So I know like, you know, basic things about their wedding. Um, but I actually get the inquiry and then I actually text them right away. So I do have the notifications on my phone, like the Gmail. So I kind of look at my phone all the time. It's horrible, but I'll see it I, right I do away. Too. I, yeah. Show me one entrepreneur that doesn't look at their phone all the time. Like, sorry. I think that I, anyone who doesn't, I admire you greatly. I just, I don't know that I'm ever going to be that person. Yeah. I'm the most like easy to get a hold of person on this universe. So, and, and I had, I had the same number since sixth grade. So amazing. <laughs> yeah. But it's like my, my neighbor was calling me last night at nine and I'm like, I don't know why you're calling, but I'm not going to pick up, but it's like, if I really don't want to respond, I won't, but usually I will. But yeah, so well, they could. You start texting them right at the beginning though. So like you've set up this as a standard of communication from the start, which I like, if, if that's something you want to do, you know? Yes. Thank you for reminding me my my point. But <laughs> that's that why was, I'm here, girl. That's that why was here. my point was <laughs> I text him right away and it's super simple. Like, hey, like, like, thanks for reaching out. Like, um, you want to hop on an introductory call? It's only 10 minutes. And usually because it's only 10 minutes and they could like, you know, hop on the phone with me um, during lunch and yeah, I could just kind of create good rapport with them and just being yeah. like, ask some basic questions and yeah, it all starts with the text. As you're ending your sales call, do you ask for the sale right on the call? Okay. So great question. So after the rapid fire questions, you guys are super vibing. If you're not, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you should be at this point. And I have like this big smile on my face and I'm like buzzing with like love and energy. And I'm just like, well, one last question. Like, do you want me to be your photographer? And they kind of look at each other and they say, heck yes. And if they don't, then ask them why. And they might say, oh, like we didn't like do our due diligence, like to talk to other photographers. We have to talk to our parents, yada, yada. But you could just get in their heads and be like, later be like, hey, like, I know you didn't talk to people, but you know, I'd be honored to be a photographer and I know I'll give the most amazing experience and yeah, I'll, I'll like hook you up with like a free canvas or something, um, whatever they're interested in and yeah, try to get that sale like ASAP. And for me, like, I know if they like me or not, like if they want to book with me, they're going to book like right away. And if you don't hear from them, then <laughs> it's yeah. probably like unlikely they're going to book with you. Um, but I like to know like right away. I love that. I mean, it's very brave of you. I will say that to say like, just ask it on the call. And, you know, I love that you said that you say like, you know, if they say, no, we're not ready yet. It's like, okay, well, there's a protocol for that too. I know. I mean, most of my clients meet with probably three. I don't really encourage them to meet with more than three. I think more than meeting with more than three people in any service category, like really muddies their brain up. And then they start mm. forgetting who and who, you know, who was what, but if they were to, if they say to you like no we need more time to decide do you have like a follow-up procedure yeah i yeah i really try to get in their heads i'm just like tell me like everything in your head like i want to be your photographer and they'll tell me and then i'll be like oh like well you know talk it over your parents and i'll follow up with you on monday but i think at the end of the day hopefully like you'll have you'll make this good connection and book with you but if not like there's more fish in the sea yeah 
do you, <laughs> I always, I have this long running joke with one of my wedding planner friends that if someone doesn't book me, I literally don't remember them at all. Like I literally don't remember their name or what they look like. And then sometimes because the wedding planning community in LA is pretty, we all know each other, right? It's pretty small. I'll be looking at someone else's Instagram and be like, oh, do I know that person? And then like, if I really think about it, I'm like, oh, I think I might have met with them. Like if they, if someone doesn't book me, it's like the joke is like they're dead to me. Just in the way that like I do not spend any time thinking about it. I don't really dwell on it or or like obsess over it. I just go like, hmm, not for me and move on. No, like I don't remember at all, dude. Like I think I only remember <laughs> if I do their engagement session and spend the two hours with them. But for the sales call, like I'll re I won't remember at all. Like my my mind is so mush after two kids. <laughs> it, well, it's not even that. I just feel like energetically, I need to. Uh, I just there's no. It doesn't serve me to like dwell on the people who didn't choose me, right? I think that's just a holdover from my acting days, where I'm just like, oh, okay, next. <laughs> so much so, I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast, but I'll, it's brief and I'll tell it now. Pre-pandemic, I was um, I was a member of the female co-working space that was the Wing. Um, the Wing still exists. I'm no longer a member. They kind of had a big. It was a big deal. Go look it up, you guys. But anyway, back in the day when I was a member of the wing, it was like bright and shiny and new in LA. And we were all so excited to be there. And it was opening day. And I was there with a bunch of my entrepreneurial friends. And I was walking through the very crowded workspace. And someone grabbed my arm and she said, are you Renee? And I was like, oh God, who is this? I was like, yes, yes. And I was like, I do not like literally face blindness. I don't know this person. I've never seen her before. I have no reference. I have no context. She said, I interviewed, I interviewed you to be my wedding planner last year. And I was like, oh, hi. Yeah. And like, did, could not pick a name. And she was like, I'm Stephanie. That wasn't her real name. And, uh, and I was like, oh, great to see you. Are you a member here? And she's like, no, I'm with my friend. And she kind of points to the girl next to her. And I said, have you, did you get married already? Cause I was just like grasping uh -huh. for like any conversation uh -huh. piece, right? And she goes, it was last weekend. And at the same time, she said this, her friend said, it was beautiful. At the same time, the girl said, it was a mess. The, her friend said, it was beautiful at the same time. Oh. And, and I looked at both of them and I said, was it a beautiful mess? And she said, I really regret not hiring you. Whoa. Yes. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Did you have a bad experience with your planner. And she said, yes, it was horrible. And I should have just spent the extra money and hired you. Whoa. And I, right. And I kind of put my hand over my heart and I was like, I'm so sorry to hear that. I know like with wedding planners, obviously there's like a wide variety of experiences and personalities. And I said, but your, but your friend here says it was a beautiful wedding. So I would probably go with her. Cause I was like, what do I do with this information? Like there's nothing to do. But in that moment, I really was just like, I don't, and I didn't remember her at all. I had to go look her up in my inbox <laughs> to be like, where was this wedding? What, like, what was this wedding? And um, of course, then I, I Instagram stalked her a bit, but <laughs> it was, it was one of those moments where I thought, well, I thought two things, right? How do I turn this into a sales story? Yeah. Right. Kind yeah. Of, it, it's, and then also like, I probably should remember these people a little bit more. <laughs> no, that's such a cool story. I love that story. It, just, it made like me feel bad. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know? No, I mean, this is like a weird story, but I, um, you know, David Cho, that like artist. Yeah. Um, he says like he can't do art forever because every piece of artwork is like taking a piece of his soul away. So there's like only so much to give. And I'm like, I really give my soul to my weddings. And it's like, I want to know that it's a good fit. Like, are these people cool? Do they appreciate my work? Like, 
are they not trying to like nickel and dime me? Like, I know yeah. I give my all, like, and I know like I give a stellar performance and photos at the end of the day. So my price is like, it's so worth it. So I have that confidence in myself and it's like, if it's not a good fit, like I'm not going to take it because it's just going to drain my energy and it's going to take away from my other clients that like really respect me. That is the best wording of that that I've ever heard. Thank you for that. Because I, <laughs> I think so many times, no, especially now, you know, with inflation and the and the wedding boom and everyone's rates are going up and our clients are frustrated and like, listen, I have a client right now who I know is deeply unhappy with me because things are costing quote unquote too much money. Mm. And at the end of the day, that the interactions I have with them, although they're lovely, are incredibly draining to me. Like mm. I lose sleep over my over how I'm handling their their event because I don't feel like they understand the value <laughs> that they're getting. And it's it's never listen. I'm 12 years in, and it's it's gonna happen. It happens to everyone at some points. But I love that that thought of like every everyone you work with is taking a little bit out of you in a way. Yeah. And if they're not, if they're not going to be appreciative and lovely to, to put that back into you, then, then it's really, that's how we get that feeling of like, of like the dread of like, oh God, this client, you know? Yeah. I mean, like they have to trust you. I don't want to like be negative, but I feel like we're just like friends talking, but I just like this story, I think it was two days ago. Like I was kind of had anxiety and just come back from like a seven day trip. So like the whole house is in shambles. But this girl like wanted extra hours and I told her my price and it was like $4.50 per extra hour, which is not even bad. No. And then she was asking like, like breaking down my numbers of her whole package of like, it doesn't oh, add up to $4.50 per hour. And I'm like, yeah, but I gave you like, that's a package and this is my price. And she just kept like wording it different ways and then um, calling me again, texting me. And I just like couldn't deal to the point where like, I still haven't texted her back. And she's like DMing me all this stuff. Oh, cute photo, whatever. I'm just like, oh, like those clients like give me anxiety. Like just yeah. take my word for it. Like my, if you want to add extra hours, it's 450. Like I don't want to like go deeper into it. <laughs> well, and also, they, uh, yeah. Well, and also she's manipulating you, right? Because she's trying to, she's trying to ask the questions in all different ways to sort of catch you in something where she can go, but haha, it should only be 300 or yeah, whatever. Yeah, isn't that so weird? The thing that I always tell my clients about extra hours is that like that cost is a punitive cost. Like you, they don't want to do extra hours. They want to give you the package you booked. If you decide, especially like if it's day of, like I had a client once this, you're going to, you're going to love this story. Uh, I had a client, I had a January 1st client once a couple of years ago. So it was like new year's day, uh -huh. first day of the year. And we had a lovely photographer, one of my good friends, Julie on the wedding. And they kept telling me they only wanted five hours, five hours. They don't want a lot of photos. Do you know that Julie did nine hours that day? Because every time I was like, okay, she's leaving. They're like, no, no, ask her for another hour. And I was like, okay, oh. because that day of cost should be a punitive cost. She doesn't, Julie had only planned to stay for five hours. Yeah. So the fact that she ended up with nine, I mean, she's a good sport. And she was like, I mean, put it on the bill. You know, that is why that, at least in, in that case, right? That is why that costs more money because it is a little bit of a punitive cost. It's the same way. You know, if you want to, I had one client many years ago, add on extra hours to her wedding the the night that it was happening, where she's like, we want to keep dancing. And I was like, and I walked yeah. around the room going like, how much longer for you to stay? How much longer for you to stay? And then I came back and I said, another hour of this wedding is going to be $2,500. And she was like, yes. I was like, okay. <laughs> right. Because it's like they, she wanted it, but it's also how bad do you want it? You know? 
Yeah, I, I mean, that's so hilarious. I mean, I would do it for that price. But I mean, come on, like, I have to go home and like bathe the kids and like pick them up. And like, it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot it is a lot. You know, and I think the thing that what can be said for like sticking to your guns is going back to what you said earlier is like these clients, these weddings that we do, they, they do take a little piece of us with them. And you have to decide how much you want to give out give away, you know? Yes, yes. Taking a deep breath. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carissa, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you on the internet? Yes. So I know I've been talking a lot about like being a photographer. So it's Carissa Wu photography, but I'm a coach now for wedding photographers. I help you get the leads and make the money you deserve. Um, so my coaching Instagram is just Carissa Wu. And yeah, I have a little free guide for you guys. If you want to know how to generate constant leads and yeah, you could link it to your show notes yes. and I'm super on the gram, you know, been on the gram for whatever, a decade or longer. <laughs> Takes my soul away, but it's worth it. <laughs> it's my livelihood and I'm used to it. But yeah, you could definitely know who I am on the gram. Great. We will follow you at Carissa Wu on Instagram. We will put the link to the freebie in the show notes, guys. Go grab that freebie. I, you know, let's let's talk about freebies for a hot sec, right? Every time we have someone on the show who has a freebie, you all better be grabbing it because that is just free education. Like it's the biggest gift someone could give you to put their time and energy into creating a little bit of education for you. Like, don't tell me you have no time for a freebie, y'all. Go to the link in bio, get that freebie. Carissa, yes. thank you so much for being here. You're a delight. Thank you, Renee. And to my lovely friends on the internet, all of you lovely listeners, you know what I'm going to say because I say it every week. Thank you for spending your time with us today. I know the time is the one thing you cannot make more of, and I never take it lightly that you spend it with us. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye-bye for now, rock stars. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast. And connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.